Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of the podcast. Oh my god, two years in the making. Oh, She's I'm so excited. Here. I'm so excited. All right, okay. so today's episode is going to be about drumroll childhood memories and experiences a very hot topic in both of our lives and we're very excited to share some fun stories i'm not very well versed i don't have an amazing experience when it comes to my childhood experiences but maybe maya can provide some positive insight to Uh, hers no we'll just we'll share our stories we'll share our stories okay so do you want me to go first i can go back way i can go way far back I mean, whatever works. I don't care. I'm planning on talking about upper elementary and middle school. Perfect. So I'll start because mine really took place in, I'll start with first through fourth, and then we'll finish it off at middle school. Oh, and then beautiful. You can, then you can take over. I can't so, <clears throat> so where do we start? So Maya, did you go to or did you go to I was a all the way. Okay. So for those who aren't where we're from those are the two differing schools now I was a so Maya probably doesn't really understand any of the references I'm gonna make but anybody that was you will so um I'm just gonna say it flat out I was an awful child I really was (laughs) and Maya and I have had this conversation so many times I'm I was I was a little brat and the reason why I was bullied a ton and I was perfect (laughs) sure sure you were kiddo now what I mean by that was like I uh for those of you who know me (laughs) I'm very flamboyant and when you're little that's what people use as a target I guess and so I was a a, an easy target and so that entire time I was just full of like a lot of negative emotion full of like a lot of hate towards a lot of people which wasn't so you acted out and so I lashed out out I was Lovely. not a nice kid I was such a teacher's pet and I still kind of am but <laughs> definitely the, the whole reason why was because oh wow <laughs> because I was so much more comfortable around adults and it was like I didn't feel comfortable being around people because they I thought they were just gonna make fun of me and then uh the teachers that I had some were good some were bad I've always had a negative experience with almost every teacher that I've had at the lower elementary school so now Let's start with, and I know this might shock a couple of our viewers, but I've actually had a detention <gasps> before. Ethan Percival could never. Dramatic. But he did. Yes, 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 I could. <laughs> yes, I could. Now, I don't attribute this to being an actual detention, and let me tell you why. So the person in this story who, let's just say aggravated me, We'll, we'll just leave his name out. We'll just refer to him as him. So, again, harbored a lot of rage in my childhood. Wasn't a very nice kid. But I was also kind of a loner. So what I'm, like, I never really was around people. And if you know me now, that's, like, so different right. from we who I am. We feed off of that, like, social and, like, interaction. We really yeah. do. And when I was little, I, I had to sit in, like, these lines at the end of the day in our cafeteria because I was a student pickup kind of kid and I was sitting in my line and I was just chilling reading my book and this kid literally like turns around taps on my backpack and he starts reading like my last name that was in cursive but he keeps reading it purposefully wrong and in retrospect this shouldn't have frustrated me as much as it did but oh my (laughs) god I literally like something happened inside me and I lost it and so 
I was just like, I, and I didn't lose it initially. I was like, keeping your cool. Um, I was keeping my cool because he was like, oh, Pensival. And I was, no, um, it's Percival. And he goes, Was he oh, older than you? Pervival. No, he was oh. my age. We oh. were six. And he goes, Oh, is it Pervival? And I literally, I, I like gave him a smile. I like, I flashed a really like, Okay, something's about I can to go picture down. That. And I like I can smacked him. That. You did what? And I gave, Okay, and I gave him a little smack across oh the God. face. And now, what I mean, this is, like, so minuscule. It was, like, I literally tapped my fingers, like, grazed his cheek. And this kid acted like I was Rocky from, like, a, a, like fresh Lovely. out of a fight. And I swear to God, like, he literally even fell to the ground acting like I, I, like I just hit him with the force of, like, two dump wow. trucks. And the teacher that was, like, assisting or like because there was a teacher that had to sit in a chair right. and just watch over and make sure what I did didn't happen and so she like sees this and she's like oh no 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 you are going to the office right now and so she like grabbed <gasps> me by my arm and I'm like what but you're not gonna grab him too and so like he what? was sitting there and yeah and so what happened was she dragged me to the office and I'm just sitting there with the principal my dad was there by that time so he came in and I'm literally there in tears listening to this lady say you are lucky you did not give him a bruise you are lucky that his parents are not pressing charges oh, i'm like are you that's kidding kind of me because i mean as a teacher i at a preschool but i mean the concept is the same you don't you got to figure out both sides of the story so that does not sound like the best way to deal with the situation at all exactly and her solution to the problem was she literally and i'll i i'm this is going to go off into a tangent in a second but she literally says, you are going to write him an apology mm. note and you are going to come in and you're going to do it after school on Friday and you are going to serve what's called a detention. And I started oh, crying no. because I'm like, this is going to be on my permanent record. And it's during a time when this kid was being a jerk to me. Now, I will say this. Similar situations happened throughout the span of my first through fourth grade career. It wasn't necessarily the same magnitude and I didn't get another detention. But what happened was... I, I'm going to criticize the elementary school system right now. I know that this is really near and dear to Maya, <laughs> but I'm just like so frustrated with the fact that like at the, at, at an older school and even at the younger schools, they really don't take bullying. Right. Seriously. No, I definitely can attest to that. Yeah. And when it comes to like the little kids schools, when I was little, I would be in the principal's office like every other oh week at, in like second grade. And I would literally be telling them, like, th what they're doing is not okay. Like, I'm miserable. I don't like coming to school. And I'm they're, like, making it. And I was right. a good student, too. And like, when I they just, like, poo-poo it. But, yeah, they literally, what they would do is they're like, okay, we'll fix it. And then they would have, like, uh, these kids would get, like, a little slap on the wrist. And then the next day, they would right. do the same that's thing. That's, like, that's so frustrating. And, like, there's so many things with that situation that I can just think of not having been a teacher for a very long time or even full time. Like, you don't talk to first graders or second graders about pressing charges. You don't do that. You don't, like, exactly. that is adult talk. The and only... I understand, like, the maturity side of it. But you need to be able to get both sides. Like, that is, there's so many things wrong. I just want to, like, analyze that. Wow. And, like, if you're the bullying thing, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. They don't, like, do anything about it. They say they do or a little snap, a slap on the wrist, but nothing is really going to have an impact, you know? And, like, my dad's a teacher. And so I necessarily have, like, more quote-unquote power when it comes to the higher education level now because he's a high school teacher. So 
I don't get bullied as often. And I don't think I would get bullied as often if I had. And I don't get bullied yeah, at all. Yeah, you're also a much anymore. different person. But like, I, it built character. I am a much different person because it built character. It taught me to be a different person. And we'll also get into later in this episode how I met my first best friend. Maya was, was one of my best friends, but I didn't yeah, meet no, her first. So, first. <laughs> yeah. So now, no, no, no. Let's go on to another topic. So... One of my low moments at was in second grade. So I had this teacher who I don't want to name just in case because namesake. So she was, in retrospect, a great teacher. And what I mean is like she she basically taught me how to read. She was a really amazing teacher in that sense. On a personal level, she was awful. Wow. She literally she screamed um, at us. She wasn't nurturing. And I get it. You can be a tough cookie, but like, there's, there's a, a level, there's where, a like, line. Being too tough is going right. to just make kids cry. And I did oh. cry several times. Now, with this, she basically gave us this project. And what happened was, it's like you build your own city. And it was basically teaching us like money and In organization and stuff like that. Lovely. In second grade, because that's okay. just what we do. And so I had this water bottle and this is so weird that I'm bringing this up but I don't I don't remember how I recall this memory but it was so vivid at the time that it's just like it's in my head so I can't like forget it and well I did my presentation everything was going great and I'm just sitting there now because we're all basically in this like hallway and sitting up against the wall watching them present in the hallway for some reason we didn't present in the classroom which was very bizarre but I'm just sitting against the wall and I'm just being a little idiot and I'm playing with my water bottle and there was like this carabiner on there Mm -hmm. like this little hook I literally hooked my cheek on my water bottle I like I got the thing lodged are you talking like like and what happened like it legitimately was lodged in my cheek there was no like it wasn't like a hole in my cheek necessarily like it didn't like if you you couldn't look at my side of my cheek and see a piece of it like it was only internal but it was like a fish hook and so I went down to the nurse beyond (laughs) embarrassed and I had my little water bottle in my hand and I had like my little fish hook so was it attached to the water bottle or was it the carabiner that hooked into your mouth the carabiner was attached to the water bottle Lovely. and it was hooked onto my mouth. So I Got basically it. was holding a water bottle up by the strength <laughs> of my cheek. And so I walked into the nurse's office and I said, help, like with a little like speech impediment because right. of the fact that I had that in my mouth. And she was like, I, I could see her. Yeah, like, usually it's like, sigh. you know, like a here, have an ice pack or here's a Band-Aid. <laughs> this is serious. No, she literally, she did the doctor thing and like, put the latex gloves on she was like I'm going in and she basically like she unhooked it it was traumatizing she grabbed me some ice we had a great uh fun time nice little kumbaya she she gave me the thing and I walked up and this was another reason why I hated this teacher but oh my god guess what my guess what the teacher did as soon as I walk back and everybody's done with the presentations and I'm just sitting there crying with this little ice on my cheek she she literally looks at me and she goes and Ethan um, can you tell the class a very important oh, lesson that we learned cool. today? Not cool at all. And I inside was right. fuming. And I look at her and I say, don't, don't put carabiners <laughs> near your mouth. Oh, no. And that yeah, is so that's, sad. That's the moral of that story. That is so sad. 
So the next story that I kind of want to tell, and we're going to shift over to Maya soon, but I have two distinct stories. One's going to be pretty short and the other one's kind of just for laughs. So again, back in like third, fourth grade, I was a miserable child, hated my life, was a little brat to everybody. And recess was one of the times where I was just like, you know what? I can kind of get down with this. I can, I can kind of have fun. And so I don't know if you had this at your school. Did you have those like spin um, things? Not until like later in my elementary career, not till I was in fourth grade. That's when we redid the playground, but I know what you're talking about. Like, like there almost were these like poles? Little, like, or are, are they like cute... the seats? They were like, they were literally like yeah. poles with seats on them and you basically just spun. So I was like, go, I, as soon as that door opened to the playground, my, I, like my little Lovely. inner child went ham and I started running, 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 running. And my idiotic little butt got caught on this spinny thing and I literally twisted my ankle and so I walk I limp sorry not walk I limped to the nurse's office okay and the nurse loved me but she also hated me because I went to the nurse's yeah me too I was I was a big nurse person but I was I was always like Mm. I'm sick I want to go home because again I hated school but I walk in and she goes yeah you sprained your ankle or you twisted your ankle and she calls my dad and he's like, I swear <laughs> to God, if he's faking this, I'm going to kill him. And so I'm on the couch at my house with my foot propped up. And he's like, are you faking this? And I said, does it look like I am? Uh, and we go to the emergency room and yep, I seriously wow, fractured my I ankle didn't know that. on a, You're lucky a, they didn't press charges on the playground. You see, do you see what I did there? I am very lucky they didn't press charges. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, last story. And then we can transition to... My invigorating my childhood. So this is how I met. <laughs> this is how I met my best friend, my first best friend. I'm gonna keep her name again. What should we call her? We can call secret. her. Her. I'm not gonna give her a code name. We're just beautiful. Gonna, we're gonna call her her. Easy breezy, perfect. Now, so I walk in to our middle school, or no, not our middle school. I met her in okay. sixth grade. Yeah. So this was. At- <laughs> Okay. So the two elementary schools based on where you are in town, they combine into a school for fifth and sixth grade for those of you that don't know. So that's where everybody from combine and you're all kumbaya. Not really, but. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody kind of came together again, still relentlessly bullied. It was, and I would actually say that there it was worse because. I had two times the amount because I had people from the other school yeah, and I had people that already knew school. me. So I would actually say, I would say that the more bullying came from actually the other school, like <laughs> they were making up for lost time. So what happened was in sixth grade, I was given, uh, I didn't even know she was going to be my best friend until I actually started mm-hmm. like interacting with her. And what happened was I was still very quiet, still didn't talk to many people. And she was just kind of like there in a sense, not like there for me, but she was just kind of there. And she was the one person I would talk to because she was the only mm. one at my table that would talk to me. And so I literally am just like sitting there and me and her are having these conversations every day. And I just kept developing. And I would say like, I know like right now, people that know me, I'm confident. I love myself. I know what I'm doing in life. I'm very You're working organized. On a six pack. Like, and I'm a good have a six pack. Okay, you go on runs. You know what you're doing. But I know what I'm doing. I take care of myself. And I'm just a genuine, like, better person. And 
I don't want to give her all the credit, but I really do attribute her to kind of helping me get out of that like, yeah. like little funk of mine where I was such an awful kid. And like even meeting people like you and meeting other people at her school that you mm-hmm. obviously know are close friends of mine. But meeting so many people, it's just really changed me as a person in the high school. Like a lot of people know me for like being such a nice person. And that was being like a development after middle school. Middle school was like the last hurdle where I was bullied a little bit. Yeah. And then I flourished. Middle school, there was a sense of like the mean, like the typical bulliers from elementary school. They were almost like outcasted, like, dude, like that's not cool anymore. And I feel like bullying kind of transformed between like high school and like elementary school mm-hmm. like the all the popular kids were the bullies I feel like that's just like not the case now and yeah so I this will actually be my last story so when I was at the middle school this will be the like this was I think the worst case oh. that I've had of bullying so there is a slur used here I think I'm I know what you're say talking it, about but I think we Maybe. can all I think we can all I might have told you this story so when I was in seventh grade or maybe eighth grade one of the two this was where the like this was like marking the last bullying and I will say this was the best oh, yeah. handling of the bullying that I've ever had he did the best job I don't remember the principal but he really did a good job and so what happened was I was with my other friend or he's not really my friend anymore but I was with him and or well he's kind of my friend but like no hard feelings but just often. drifting so like you know? I, I'm not gonna no hard feelings you know who you are <laughs> but I was at his house and we were just basically chilling doing homework and someone snaps him something and I think he said like not this guy but like my friend was saying oh just doing some homework with E all that kind of stuff and this kid literally snapped him back Ethan is a oh insert F it was and I get it I can kind of like no no, you know what I don't get it like what I was gonna say there was like I no, but that is there's that no there's no consolation not, for that. And even if like even if you there's did no give off those vibes high key and it was like a full on thing, like there's nobody has any right to do that or to say that. Exactly. And and like I, ugh, that was something that I was bullied like, so for a lot when I was a kid. Students. I can't. Like it really bothers me. <laughs> like, okay, say it to exactly. my face. Exactly. You know? And and that was the thing. He didn't right. even say and it that, to my face, really, he said it to my telling. friend's face on Snapchat. And he literally, so then what happened was, and like when I was a little kid, I get it. If Like, you know, what, I don't get it, but like, that's what they made fun of me for. And to be quite honest, like I, we've had this conversation. I've literally said these exact words to you. I'm not gay. And we had that kind of thing where it was like, I would much rather be the person getting like bullied for that. And I know this sounds kind of awful, but I would much rather be the person getting bullied for that right. than having no, someone who I feel that. get bullied for it because then that teaches them like you're who you are is not okay. Right. And that's I know. So I definitely not feel okay. like, you know, my theory in like middle school, my parents really, they gave me a whole spiel on like what to say and people are bullying me. But now my little thing is, listen, if you need to be, if you want me to be a personal punching bag for you, if that's really going to make you better, like I'm okay with myself. Like, I'm totally fine with the way I am. And if if you really feel the need to, like, dig on me and, like, be rude to me, then go for it. I can take it. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's what you feel the need to, like, build up your self-esteem, go for it. It took a long time for me to get there. But, like, go for it. Period. Attack me. See, like, I don't care. And I feel like people who do get bullied genuinely have an easier time handling it. Like, they – 
and I, I guess that just comes with and it's like well, experience it's, yeah, but there's it's also definitely like phases because I like middle school was kind of where I peaked and I can start going over to my stories I don't know Ethan how much more did you have oh wait yeah go ahead I'm just can I just finish so like let me just say so what happened was and this will be really quick so what happened was I told my like quote unquote guidance Literally, counselor at the yeah. time because the that was like a scheduling thing <laughs> so I exactly and so I went to my okay. advisory teacher she was my advisory teacher and I told her about the situation and this lady oh my god I love her she literally was like you know kids and I'm sorry there's like gonna be a curse word no but we can't be explicit but it was literally like no we can't be explicit fine um okay well she said oh kids can be such a-holes sometime you know and so I was like scandalous ma'am oh I love her for that and I love her for being like she was so comforting and then she was like you know what you're going to get through this. I'm going to help you get through it. She was so amazing. And then I went to the principal and literally, if I could have given him yeah. snaps in this very moment, I would have, but the kid would have started crying. He called this kid in. We were sitting in his office and he looked this kid dead in the eyes. He goes, I want you to apologize right now. And if anything like this ever happens again, wow. I will have you arrested. Honestly, that principal was bomb. He was incredible. He knew what he was doing. He knew he knew he how to get tough. people to do what they needed to do and how to not be jerks. There's a level, like, yeah. And no, even the assistant was, principal. Yeah, no, they were good. He popped. I mean, they were good he for us. Off. Okay, now I'm going to shut up and yeah. I'm going to give Maya her limelight. So, so Maya, talk about your yeah, time now. So I, now I bring it to middle school. I preface this by my very first day of kindergarten because uh, Ethan was talking about all of his nurse stories. My very first day of kindergarten, we were running out into the playground, and the structure is a little bit different than Ethan's school, but it was generally the same. And I was running out to the playground, and I ran so hard. I was so excited, and I tripped, as I do. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a klutz. And I tripped, and I fell, and I skinned both of my knees, and I was just absolutely petrified and humiliated and my kindergarten teacher picked me up and carried me to the nurse's office I was in hysterics I was absolutely like I was I was not in a good place and the nurse like cleaned me all up and it was fine everything was like fine nothing was wrong and then um when I was younger I Uh like never watched Dora and I know that it was like cool in kindergarten to like watch Dora no but listen this is gonna go so at the nurse's office, they had these, like, different kinds okay. of Band-Aids. You had the plain Band-Aids. And then she had Dora. And she's like, do you want a Dora Band-Aid? I'm still into the No! No, Dora! <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> the pinnacle of my very first day of kindergarten. I remember detesting and, like, refusing a Dora Band-Aid. They just wanted a plain Band-Aid. That was – I just wanted to preface that. Um, that kind of, kind of really speaks to who I am now. So I'm going to move it. Jesus, why I, did you have no, such a vendetta my mom, against I don't, Dora? I don't even know. Like, I just... No, I just, like, never your watched mom? Dora What did your mom kid. do? And, like, there's nothing wrong with Dora. I don't understand. I was a PBS kid. But then why does that constitute... It wasn't a fear. I wasn't scared. Fear. I just really didn't want to be seen with a Dora Band-Aid. I think, for me, I was a very mature child for my age, or at least I thought I was. And so to be seen with a children's show Band-Aid, like, on my knees like holding me together I think subconsciously that really bothered me and so uh your girl was gonna be in a plain band-aid wow. like a big girl no Dora band-aids uh-uh because I am too I was too big for that so knowing 
Meanwhile, catch me walking out of the nurse's yeah. office with like five Barbie band-aids, no, two transformer band-aids. Girl. I had okay. everything. So we're going to just move it over into like my fifth and sixth grade. So as we mentioned before, my our like younger schools were not terrible. I was definitely a teacher's pet. I was very, very shy. And then fifth and sixth grade was really where like the bullying was the worst. And I like, actually experienced it. And it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was really bad. So I'm going to talk about <gasps> what? Oh, Wait, heck yeah. You were bullied too? <laughs> I don't Why know. did we come together? Because, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, I oh. was bullied in like fifth and sixth grade and sixth grade yeah. was the worst year of my life. I spent literally probably like 25 to 30% of the year in the counselor's office. That was the year that my dad had severe internal bleeding twice. Um, and that was in December. It was just a really rough year for me. And so, and bullying was just like terrible as yeah. it is, which is, it is what it is. Okay. So to kind of go on to that, for I'm going to sure. talk about one story in my Spanish class and I'm not going to name any names because it's like, it's like so pointless now. And like my current myself would like laugh so about trivial. it, but like little me teacher's pet shy Maya mm-hmm. who had not like experienced like like I was a completely different person and so we're in Spanish class and we're sitting and the desk setup is like a horseshoe shape and so you're facing the people across from you and there Mm -hmm. were um two people across from me and um you know my parents were like well if they're bullying you it just means they like you I'm like okay well I hope they don't like me because this is just not gonna happen um (laughs) and they were Uh uh-huh they were bullying me about um, me eating chicken farts for breakfast (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> oh my god wait 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 wait. that i feel that it's like also like or if you I ate said, pizza for breakfast if you no, ate anything non-conventional no, for I breakfast said that, you would like, get they roasted like, what did you eat for breakfast i was like pancakes and they were like oh maya eats chicken poop and chicken farts for breakfast it's like that is not what i said i was like a mess like they were like assuming oh, and, like screaming um... it like, to the entire class mind you like the spanish teacher had like no control over the class at this point it was just ridiculous okay we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, like, my dad was, like, really, like, helping me get through this because, you know, he was an adult and I was, like, a child. Um, and so uh, he was like, listen, this is what you need to say. And I still use it. He, this is what I say. If your self-esteem is so low that you need to dig on me and you need to say these things to me to make you feel better about your, and you could say pathetic self, your lonely self, your ridiculous self, sometimes you just say self, it depends on the context, then go for it, please. And then I kind of developed that. Listen, if you need me to be a personal punching bag, go for it. And it didn't really hit until like seventh grade. Cause like, just like Ethan said, like freshman year was when he popped off. I really was like seventh and eighth grade was like really like the year for me where I really like found myself and who I am today. And the reason for that is my seventh grade mm-hmm. choir teacher. And there were a lot of controversy about him, but like, oh there my was God. just I one thing for me. Him. I, okay. Going into middle school, I was super shy. I was like, super, like not confident. Yeah. I, loved singing I was like in the high choir at in like the Thompson Brook the fifth and sixth school however like when I got to middle school <clears throat> shout out to Ariosa. shout out to Ariosa. So, um so we had to do auditions for the original for like the higher choir like the audition choir at the middle school and I auditioned obviously because that was like what I did at this point I was like super nervous to audition for anything freaking out like as one does especially shy Maya and the original audition you like sang in private in mm-hmm. front of him and it was like all dandy and well and it was fine well 
he like literally let everybody in and like that was just not going to be okay and so he called back all of the seventh graders because it was seventh and eighth graders and obviously eighth grade got priority but so he called back all the seventh graders oh all God, singing, yeah. like the same song or he said like prepare this song in a scale or whatever and I was never the kind of person uh-huh. that would like sing on demand or like sing like in front of other people. I was more of like a sing behind the closed door, like sing in the shower kind of girl. Still am, but now I can like sing. Yeah, for now sure. I like sing outside, for sure. for and, like, sure. for you know, sure. perform. Well, like the biggest, we definitely yes. are. We are performers I would say, now. Like, the biggest thing for me is he called us back and I volunteered to go first because I was like, I need to get home. Like, I want to go home and do my homework. It was right after school. My mom was waiting outside. I can go first. And then I sang my song. And I honestly, like, I don't remember the song. I don't remember anything. And I remember his reaction. He pointed to me. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he said, yes, this is what I'm looking for. You are in. You're automatically in. You can go home. You're in. I was like, oh, my God. My life was forever changed. So I went into my car and I go, mom, I got in. He's like, you don't have to wait for the score to be released or the official like letter to be released. Like, you're in. Everybody, look at her. This is what you want to be. I was like, oh my god, I had never like felt that gratification. I was very influenced by adults, and so he was like a star for me. Um, like, mm-hmm. and like I'll say my experience too with that. He literally is the reason why I'm such a like singer today. And my like everybody knows this. My and I are like insane. Not insane, like good, but just not involved. Like, not being ego involved. Like we're we're good. We're but we're not trying to be egotistical here. But what I'm trying to say is this teacher, we're he's saying. the one that gave me my confidence. And he like he got fired. He's teaching. That was kind still, of myself, but like he literally he he yeah he basically for my audition because it was totally different from what you did he had me do it in front of the entire class and so that built up confidence but you're not typically asked to do something like that he was very like and like unorthodox nothing like you know and it pushed people exactly pushed people very holistic i was like i'd never been pushed before and like since then i just like totally like became an extrovert i was completely introverted completely like in sixth grade one time i forgot my homework folder which contained one sheet of math homework i went up to my teacher sobbing because i forgot Mm -hmm. my math homework folder i was like do you want me to call my mom i can see if she can drop it off I was just such, like, a perfectionist <laughs> and a teacher's pet. And it was just, like, I was way too hard on myself. And I will not deny, I hold a very high standard for myself in terms of school and life and work-life balance and, like, everything. Like, the standard for myself Same. is Same probably attention. higher than it should be. And we're working on that. But, like, uh, like back in elementary school and, like, that upper elementary school, I was, like, perfect. And the teachers knew that I was perfect, but... For me, like, if yeah. I miss an assignment or if I forgot it at home, I didn't forget to do things. I just forgot to bring it in. And it was it's just awful. it was awful. Maybe twice a year I did it, mm-hmm. and I would go into my teachers in tears. I forgot my homework folder. It was just scarred. Like and now it's like, well, sorry, I'll send you a picture when I get home. It's like, you know. But do you want to know why? Do you yes, want to know why you me. have that reaction? Because I have that same reaction. We both have, in a kind of way, we both have a need to please. Yeah, we're both no, 100%. Extreme perfectionists. And the whole reason why we have that kind of attitude is for me, I see, I kind of uh, attribute it to two things. One, I always mm. strive to be the best. Like everything's a competition for me. Yeah, no, everything is sure. definitely a competition and for you. The second I thing is that. having been your friend for a hot minute. It's yeah. No, she knows. She, she knows I can be very intense. And the second thing is, right. 
because of bullying. When you're bullied, you don't want to show any form of weakness. And I get it, like, forgetting an assignment at home is, like, nothing. It's not a big deal. And especially when you do your homework, the thing that the teacher would say is, like, oh, if you're one of the kids that does your homework every single day, every single week, and you bring it in and you get hundreds, we're not going to harp on you for forgetting one assignment. It doesn't matter. But it's, like, you're seeing me falter. You're seeing me at a weak point, and right, that's, right. that makes me and uncomfortable. And I think that, like, the bullying and things, like, it is miserable in the moment. I would go home sobbing. And it's such minuscule things now, but it honestly has yeah. changed me in a way that I could never imagine. And I'm thankful for it, and I hated it, and it was miserable. And I was so mm-hmm. self-conscious and so okay. insecure and so, like, unconfident I was just, I was just not in a good place. And then like mm-hmm. happened. And then I was like that, that teacher totally changed like the way I look at things and the way that I am today. I'm so thankful for that. And it's a bit of a rant, but like it totally, it totally builds you yeah, up. But... Like everything you do changes you. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Yeah. And really like the adult figures that you have, especially like, and again, right. we were both very impressionable at that age. And we were very moldable, especially coming from a school where yeah. we were treated awfully and so I had my best friend and I had my friend group but I was still like and it's the same thing now like I I, they support me through everything but there's just some things that they won't know because they didn't experience what I experienced and it's like I I'm happy that right like I wouldn't wish it upon anybody else but at the same time I'm grateful that it happened to me looking back at it yeah and that's why we're such like Maya and I if you know us uh, like, we are honestly like, we're, we're we're package twins. deal. People call us a package. <laughs> Nobody calls us that. But what I mean by what I was saying is, we say the same stuff. We are always next to each other, and like it, it's kind of weird in the sense that we do act so similarly. But it's really true that when I met her, I would honestly say I didn't yeah. think that we were going to become as no, close friends no, as I we feel did, the same and way. I don't mean that offensively. But the whole point is, it's like, once you find somebody, and this is kind of a tangent from what we were talking about, but it's leading into a nice topic. And then we can go back to your experiences. But once you find somebody that's yeah, through because what we, we weren't really friends really until like we both gone through like the choir thing and then like the bullying. And I think that like, like after it, like you just kind mm-hmm. of give off a different vibe. You do like <laughs> the way I acted. Yeah. And I will say, I think something that's kind of different from us. One of the things is, because there's clearly Definitely. a difference between us, because we, we are so similar, but one of the things that you had when you were a little yeah. kid was you talked yeah. to your parents, I'm assuming, mm. and you told them a lot. I didn't. And the the reason why I didn't was, right. I knew they were always there for me, and I knew they always wanted to help me with anything. But I felt like the mm. problem was already so like deep-rooted that anybody that tried to help, because I was with, like, look at all these adult figures yeah. that I have that I was already telling, and they weren't doing anything. Like, I'm like, what's telling my parents right. to do besides making it awkward around them? Like, oh, he's getting bullied. And mm. in retrospect, I most certainly should have told them. But it's just like, yeah. now I'm a completely different person with my parents compared to with my friends. And it's more like, it's not that I'm not comfortable telling them stuff. And it's kind of like progressively getting like, I tell them more about my life now. But when you're little, I and I can see this with you. Like, when we FaceTime, when we talk, when I'm at your house, like, you you really yeah. do have a lot of interactions with your parents besides just like hi hello but with me it's kind of like I do have a lot of positive interactions with mm. my parents but we don't have a lot of conversations and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing I'm just saying it's like 
it's unfortunate that when I was little, I really kind of shut them out and I shouldn't have done that. And now it's kind of like hard to fix it because it's mm. like, I don't know anything different, you know? That's okay. No, I'm I mean, sorry, that, that was, was like the only story I, I could talk. I think we can <laughs> save it for another episode. We're going to talk about our, our fears and how they developed. We did that in our Lang class. I kind of went off. It was kind of like a therapy session for me in and of itself. I was online. I was talking about all my greatest fears. <laughs> There's a couple. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Why don't we talk about our current situation and our current experiences being okay, juniors about in a high story. school? Yeah, you can go. Well, do you want me to go? Okay, so, oh, I have a story. Oh, exciting. This was our sophomore year. I'm psyched. Maya knows exactly what the story is going to be. So the end of the year, I was in the same class as Maya. We were in this class, Human Rights for the Modern World. I was, like, such, like, I was very, like, talkative in that class, but I was very kind of reserved compared to other classes because the teacher, you kind of had to, like, have a vibe with him. Maya, she could, like talk with him for hours me on the other hand I could have a nice like interaction but I couldn't it was a like, really have intense a back and forth class just to kind of preface it so the class was basically surrounded mm-hmm. it was a difficult class to be able to contribute to because it was basically about genocide and death and like I mean the class was called human rights in the modern Torture. world but we basically talked about genocide human rights. and death like the entire class and so it's uh-huh. very difficult to like contribute and the teacher yeah. is such a sweetheart and like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet he and then, like seeing him teach about these terrible things like mm-hmm. it was like so ironic but I don't know anyway I just kind of wanted to preface like that class was a really difficult class I would go home and like tell my mom about it I'd be like crying because it was the yeah. holocaust and I'll talk about it another time but like my family has connections with the Holocaust, and I don't know. It really hits home when we focused on it for a lot of the year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. yeah, that's we'll definitely talk about that some other time. But for for me personally, mm-hmm. I even had him. I took the genocide class because there was a separate class that you could take. Literally, I got an A plus in that one, and mm-hmm. I got an A in the human rights because they were so similar. They were literally like they were almost uncomparable. So. I had chosen, like, to do a topic that was kind of close to me personally. I'll say it, but Mm. I'm not going to say in the context why it's close to me. Just because. So I did, like, the end of the year project that we had to do was based off of a, like, a topic about human rights that we're incredibly passionate about. And that we can address and then talk about solutions, Mm. what we can do now and how it can be fixed in the future. And I chose violence against the transgender community and so maya knows this like this paper yeah you poured your heart and soul into that best paper i've ever written and i really did and i'll i'll go into that but what happened was i and i'm definitely i'm i'm a big giver and i'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing but the thing that really frustrated me was the situation happened, or that's a really awful way to say it, but like, it's not a situation, but what happened was I peer edited, and I do this a lot currently, even in, like, I had a similar situation happen with a paper that I just did for my Lang class, um, but I peer edit a lot, and when I peer edit, Maya even got one of these right. peer edits. It's and- extensive, and it's incredibly, right. like, detail-oriented. 
and yeah. I make sure because not, I want to help people most of the, like, do their best writing. Most of the, like, when you write something, and you use what, Google Docs as, like, our platform of editing, and you comment, it's like, okay, we'll add a space mm-hmm. here or add a comma here. And it looks so overwhelming, but, you know, it's not like we're tearing it apart, but there's a lot of, like, you know, little, it's a peer editing, it's a revision thing for a reason, so. Exactly. And it's like, I, and I was even talking to my English teacher currently, and I was saying, you know, I don't know why it's so easy for me to see flaws in other people's But not my papers. own people's papers yeah. but but not my own and he was saying like yeah it's hard because we're biased and I'm like yeah but what happened was I peer edited Maya's another girl's and another girl and I didn't feel comfortable asking for them to peer edit mine <laughs> not that I not that I didn't think that they weren't going to of course but I just felt like bad asking mm. them to read mine especially because mine yeah. was very long and very extensive and you had to like definitely read every single thing I wrote in order to understand it and so what happened was they turned theirs in and they presented their presentations everybody basically yeah. got 100 on the presentation because it was literally just saying what you did and they all got like on that above presentation 90, the essay. 90 what did you get um I got the same grade as you on the essay no you didn't you got higher than me by one point no on no, no I got an 84 you I got, got a C plus something. Yeah. Oh, for history? For oh, history? Sorry. Yes, I'm talking about history. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. For the Human I Rights Project, what did you get? I got an A get? or a B. B plus or an A. I don't remember. You got an A. So okay. I remember you got an A. I just don't remember what the grade was. But the point is, I got an 84. And okay, this is the honor student, AP student in me. I hate that I got an 84 in that paper because it's an 84. I'm not saying it's a bad grade. What I am saying is I was so yeah. heartbroken because this paper was literally a pure representation of something that was close to me and something that I actually felt connected with. When in reality, a lot of the other people in our class mm-hmm. did a topic that yeah. they probably Googled. Like, do you know what I mean? And because we were even talking about that and so many of them were like, education and other stuff like this and it was very well, gen- or the women's wage just to yeah play that was the number on that one because topic. i was having trouble finding a topic for me i did child labor labor in the chocolate industry and i really mm-hmm. did not have like a huge passion for it before yeah. but i feel like the more you do research you kind of develop a passion for it i'm still oh, yeah. like i like will not eat hershey's chocolate like i avoid it i avoid buying hershey's chocolate just because i know of the story and like like you just know so much more the more research you do right and so like I didn't have much passion for it before but I did like develop like oof it's just like terrible Mm. things it's like you don't realize how terrible these things are and you know not to minimize the age gap or the or sorry the wage gap (laughs) the wage gap um no but I definitely see where you're coming from like for my freshman year final paper I wrote something I wrote about the holocaust which we already went over it's very near and dear to my heart like, when you have that passion going into it, you have high expectations yeah. for yourself. And I do have very high expectations for myself. And I really do try my best to set high standards. Right. Like, I'm a, right. I'm a very detail-oriented, perfectionistic person. And so he told me, and what really stung the most. Right, because this I is made Corona. A conference this is Corona. And I was saying. We're all like, online at this online, this was This was during Corona. And I was saying, this has been so hard for me because I feel like I'm trying to reach out to you. And you're not really answering. Like, I sent him so many emails. He didn't respond. But I, and I get it, like, playing devil's Everybody's inboxes I get flooding. it. He's a teacher. He gets a lot. Yeah. But at some point, when I send you, like, six emails 
all within the span of like two weeks mm. in between, there's an obvious problem there. But what happened was the very time that he did, it was during parent conferences and they were saying, he is not happy right now. He, you're probably like not even aware that he's not happy, but he's not. Because mm-hmm. I can put up a front. Like when you're bullied, mm-hmm. you know how to do that. You know how to act like everything's okay. And so I joined a Google Meet with him. And these are his words, word for word. And he goes, Ethan, in your presentation, I really did see, like, one of the biggest things that we talk about this, or that we talked about this entire year was, like, we're all heroes in waiting. And most of us don't really act upon that. And most of us just kind of act like a bystander. What I saw in your presentation, I saw a real altruistic and really heroic quality. And I really do think that Aww. someday in the future, you there's going to be something bright for you. And I literally was, like, heartbroken inside even more because and it's going to be so awful what I'm about to say and I literally said this to myself and I'm like but then why did that constitute such a quote-unquote low grade you know and it's not even like the fact that the grade bugged me it's that it felt like a direct representation of like I think that you are a hero in waiting and I think that you are deserving of so much in the future because I know you're going to help a lot of people but then at the same time, you're also saying, but the way that you articulated it was awful or not even awful, but it was just not good. And I'm saying, I don't understand how that's physically possible, but whatever. And so that was my experience. And now I don't Maya, know. I'm trying think, to think of like a key pivotal a experience in my high school career so far. I would say, OK, I'll talk about something real quick. My acapella group. Yeah, so this can be the last story. I know, you can talk about it later, <gasps> Oh, I, yeah, I, I just recently got well, auditioned last year for an acapella group. It's called Rhapsody at Our School. And um, I auditioned. I, was, I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. I, I was nervous. I get nervous, like, auditioning because it's, like, a big deal. And so uh, it's sophomore through senior only, like, no freshmen. So my sophomore year, I auditioned. And I really, like, was not confident getting in. I think there were – two soprano slots and I auditioned as a soprano and there were like I don't know like six people auditioning for soprano I'm like all right I'm a sophomore I'm auditioning just for the audition experience and I'm I'm was not in any way like trying to be like a big head I was like I like I was yeah. going in with the notion that I was not going to be accepted because like upperclassmen were auditioning and I was like okay like I'm just gonna do this for the experience and then I see on the posting like two days later or something, mm-hmm. and I saw the list, and my name was on the list of people that made it. I was over the flipping moon, and so congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and so we go to a rehearsal, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be like a family, blah blah blah, like you know, stereotypical, blah blah blah. blah. And I think over the year, like. I just got so close yeah. to everybody in there and most of them were seniors. And so most of them graduated, which is really sad, but like that group has honestly like shaped me into the person that I oh am God, today. Yeah. They've also like, I always make cookies before every rehearsal because we have like a 15 minute break. Like when it's not Corona, we have a break in between like, um, like singing in between working. And so I always like mm-hmm. make cookies and it's just, it's just, it has just been such a good experience in my life. Like, when we had corona, we, like, oh, it was so sad. Like, we miss each other so much. And we had the group chat going. It's just not the same, you know? And it's the same this year. Like, I just joined. Yeah. And I'm never going to have, like, the initial experience, like, that Maya got to have. And I will say, like, it is bittersweet being in the group because it's definitely hard now that all of the people that I was, like, 
like literally mm-hmm. I loved all of the people that were in my section last year now they're all gone sure but I still right. love still good everybody time, but... in the group and yeah it's just like I'm time. I'm very so, excited to yeah. see like what Ethan's experience is gonna it's be because like mine has just been incredible with that group like oh like mm-hmm. I don't want to say like oh my god we're a family like you just get really yeah. close with a lot of people and it's just been a super good experience like through everything <laughs> And, like, obviously singing is a great part of it. Me and Ethan, we like to sing, if you hadn't noticed already. And potentially that might even be a future episode. And speaking of future episodes, I think this is a good place to cut off this one. So I'd love to... little promo like, for you guys. little promo. Therapy with Ethan and Maya. Again, we are kind of playing this by ear. We have topics in mind that we want to talk about. Yeah, but if you guys sure. want to hear Definitely. anything from us, and like, let if us you know. Have, like, a take pressing it into topic, like, Oh my gosh, I did so much research about blah, 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 blah. And I would love to like talk about it with you guys on here and like, you know, digress. Like this is basically what this is. If you ever wanted to be on an episode, please, please, please mm-hmm. DM us. Mm-hmm. And we would love to like feature you for a couple minutes. Like get, you know, get more, more opinions out there. Well, that's, at, to be quite honest, I think we even have some already set up where right. they might genuinely be in a full length episode like this one. Like yeah, this one was a pretty, a pretty this nice one was time. A we appreciate it. If you guys are listening still, like, and so snaps to you. We we appreciate you. You know what? Wait, 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 wait. Insert I'm going to insert sound. like a, a clapping sound <laughs> for the people that are still watching. Here we are. Okay. So now, um, yeah. And so just thank you guys for taking Ramble. time to listen <laughs> to me and Maya just be idiots. And we really hope that you enjoyed your experience tonight. And have thank a you great for listening night or afternoon we'll or morning the, whenever we'll you're watching. You we appreciate all of the support and all of the listening ears. We hope that this podcast brought a smile to your face. If it did, let us know on Instagram. Give us a DM. Rate us. Do whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Okay, we're going to say bye on three. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. Bye. bye. What a beautiful harmony. Oh, my God. Let's just end this. <laughs>